0: Good evening and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. I'm Aaron, and I'm going to be your Game Master tonight. Uh, We are back from our holiday hiatus, uh, back to Cubicle 7's Warhammer 40K Wrath and Glory. Last few sessions we had, we were kind of cutting our teeth on the rules, and we were doing a takedown of a Space Hulk. So if you missed those sessions, what happened was our team, uh, was brought together to be troubleshooters for uh, the Veronius Flotilla Rogue Trader family. Their mission was to travel throughout the Gilead system wherever they were needed to put out small fires to ensure that the sovereignty and security of the Imperium was maintained. They uh, they were brought together uh, by Helene. Veronius, who was uh, basically their handler, and they spent several months uh, doing menial tasks. You know, they were liaising between the Veronius flotilla and various factions of the Gilead system. They were dealing with tithing issues, etc. And then they were called up for their first serious mission: a ship, the Thrones Tears, uh, ha- which had been originally part of the Veronius flotilla had disappeared shortly before they were making the transition from the warp into the Gilead system. And then months later, it reappears at the fringes of the Gilead system on a collision course with the shrine world of Enoch. And our team was dispatched aboard a gun cutter being piloted by a Navy flyer uh, to get out to the throne's tiers, determine whether or not it could be salvaged if it could be salvaged they were to park it in a far system orbit uh get the command crew and particularly the navigator off the ship um Berak Talif was going to stay to make sure the ship's systems were maintained and uh Sister Celeste was going to stay uh to make sure that everyone uh was cared for or Sister Nura um and but as they got into the ship they were met by the dock crew um the dock crew led by uh miss um lebeau uh, let them know that they were really really happy that they could that they were here they had been cut off from the rest of the ship for hours although you know months had passed since the ship disappeared uh, and they told you how to navigate through the ship, how to get to engineer, the engineer, how to get to the bridge, how to get to the ancillary bridge. They make their way deeper into the dormitory areas. They were also told that a sister hospitaler had been down here setting a broken leg and that she had taken the people who were off duty, who were showing signs of sickness into the infirmary. They go to uh, liaise with this sister hospitaller uh, before they make their way deeper into the ship, only to find that she has been infected or infested with a with the plague rot of Nurgle. She had turned on them, that her chain her holy relic chain sword had been corrupted. There was a horrible fight. There were some serious injuries. They were able to defeat her. She was pulled into the warp by these Nurglings. Um, They fell back, they rested, uh, then they made their way deeper into the ship, they got to the ancillary bridge where they found a Slaneshi cultist who had been attempting to shut the Geller fields off around the ship, which is what caused the initial issue. They also found another inquisitorial interrogator who had stopped him. Um, they found out some information about the Slaneshi cultists, that they were doing some investigations into some old inquisitorial files uh, by Ravenar and Eisenhorn into uh, the forbidden language of Annuncia and the, the cult of the Cognate. Uh, Then they made their way on deeper uh, into the ship. They eventually made their way to the bridge where they found that the entire bridge crew was dead. There was a servo skull floating around the captain. They were able to get some information from it. And then the navigator popped out, utterly and completely corrupted by Nurgle. And the plan and the plot between this Nurgle uh, infestation and the Slaneshi cultists kind of came Uh, gestalted into a better understanding. They they were going to uh, fly the throne's tears into Enoch, and as right as it breached the system's atmosphere, they were going to transition to the warp and blow the warp engines, creating a new warp gate, much like the Eye of Terra, uh, uh, an ability for demons to flood through the Gilead system unchecked. They were able to defeat the navigator, and then as he erupted into a demonic form, they were able to beat it down as well. They set the engines to explode. They pulled back into the docking bay. Um, They saw their Navy pilot was still conversing with these dock handlers, telling them everything was going to be okay. Uh, Gavius uh, Vintel then, our uh, inquisitorial interrogator, made the decision Uh, invoked the Inquisitorial uh, seal and uh, condemned these people to death. Uh, The the crew boarded the gun cutter, fled, uh, the ship exploded, and the shrine world of Enoch was saved. And that is where we cut off last session. So about a week has passed, and we're going to get a little bit, uh, we're going to have a couple of... uh, vignettes a couple of little cut scenes with some of some of the characters and uh then we'll get the introduction of the rest of the characters and then we're going to dive right into our new adventure so about a week has passed and gavius it's been a quiet week for you um you've been somewhat isolated uh you're on uh on the ship where you're uh where you've got your uh, quarters is on the on the flagship of the Veronius fleet, and like I said, it's been about a week. And you you walk back into your quarters, and as you walk through the door, you're immediately suffocated. Your ability to touch the warp is completely isolated. You feel like your mind has shrunk down into your body. It's almost like you're in a straitjacket. You haven't felt this way since your powers first came on. You stumble for a moment. You feel sick to your stomach. A nausea is rising up in your throat. It's something, something horrible. Something that shouldn't be is pushing against you and forcing the warp powers away from you. As you glance up through teary eyes, you see, stand or sitting in front of you, at your own desk, is Inquisitor Lord Tetrona Daxune, And standing over her shoulder on either side are two sisters, two Adeptus Sororitas sisters. Sisters of silence, blanks, who've completely suffocated your psychic abilities. The Inquisitor Lord looks up to you. Interrogator, Vintel. I thought it was time that we had a debriefing from your first significant mission.
1: It's a bit of an extreme uh, welcoming. Thanks for uh, letting yourself into my room. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. What I meant to say is I am going to explain some things to you. You are going to sit quietly or stand quietly, that's better actually. Uh, And when I am done speaking, you'll have a better understanding of our situation. You can just nod if that is clear to you. Excellent. Let me begin. First, I want to congratulate you. You went to the throne's tears, expecting a derelict ship, and you found not one but two of the ruinous powers infesting the craft. You were able to ferret out the Slaneshi plot to bring Enuncia back to understand Ravenor's mad ravings. And you were able to stop the Nurgle plot that would have seen the shrine world of Enoch turned into a permanent warp gate A hole in reality, not unlike the Eye of Terra. For those two things alone, and had they been those two things alone, I would be handing you a rosette today. Because what you did for the Gilead system, and what your team did for the Gilead system, is beyond words. But there were a couple of areas that you fell short of what an Inquisitor would have considered. I would like to ask you, what is an interrogator's primary mission?
1: To serve the Emperor.
0: Well, yes, to serve the Emperor as an interrogator, and as a hint, It's in the name of your title. It's to interrogate, to ask questions, to dig deep, to find information, to understand everything, and then inform your inquisitor so they can make a decision. And if your inquisitor is unavailable, only after you have all of the information do you make a decision. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. Almost every young interrogator makes the same mistake. I made the same mistake. But there is a difference, my friend. You are in the Gilead system behind a warp storm. You are going to be in the system for your entire life. Short or long, your entire career will be in the Gilead system. When I made a similar mistake, my Inquisitor declared me dead and sent me to a system light years away, so there was no fallout for him. And I, I kind of touched on the second most important thing. An interrogator follows their Inquisitor's directions. Now, admittedly, you're not my interrogator. You came from beyond the Gilead system, and we had an arrangement you were going to carry on your inquisitors and your investigations and you were going to support my investigations and in so doing i was going to provide you support but it was critical that your in, your work for me was kept quiet i did not want you to be known as an inquisitorial agent because your Effectiveness to my investigations was because you were an unknown factor. Nobody knew. You know who knows now? The entire system knows that you work for the Inquisition. The entire, because, and, and here's the thing normally, and this is not your fault, normally when the Inquisitor sends a war band out, every single member of that war band is loyal to that Inquisitor. No information gets out. But you're not. You're part of a task force from a rogue traitor. For God's sake, no one in your group is loyal to the Inquisition except for you, perhaps the uh, the assassin. But the others are loyal to their own factions. But more critically, the navy pilot is loyal to the militar. So when he got back. Within days, word of your order to execute those civilians passed through the gravediggers, the Navy, you are probably the single most well-known and currently most hated individual in the system. To the point where Colonel Patterson Devries Vries, the fourth, the greatest hero of the gravediggers and. And this is, the, this is the interesting part. Commissar General LeBeau, you may have caught the name there, LeBeau, the grandfather of the dock hand that you had executed, uh, came to my office, and they demanded that I sign a Diabolus order for you and have you immediately executed for heresy. I'm going to be honest with you. The Inquisition only functions when we've got support and in this system it's very limited. We've got the absolvers, we've got the gravediggers, we've got some navy support. I almost signed that order just to maintain relationships with the gravediggers. The downside is that would have made the Inquisition look weak. So I told them that you're not my interrogator but that your actions were in keeping with protecting the Gilead system, and and Colonel Devries, he accepted that. Commissar General Lebeau, who was actually sent here and brought his only living relative, his granddaughter, to uh, form a uh, commissariat school at the Scylla Pergenium he doesn't didn't really seem to accept it, but he stormed out of my office nonetheless. So you're alive but you're no longer actively working for me. You will continue to provide support and information through Phoenix Parshin, my astropath, but I'm not able to provide you any material or physical support, nor the support of the Inquisition at this point. Um, And last, and least for me, but most likely not least for you, my agents have told me that the single largest bounty possibly ever in the Gilead system is currently on your head and virtually every criminal organization in the system will more than likely attempt to kill you. That's the last point I wanted to make. Interrogators who don't get to become inquisitors, who don't get the rosette, almost always don't get it because they die because they didn't think things through. So in the future, gather all the information before you make decisions. Don't kill Commissar Generals, granddaughters, uh, and do everything in your power to stay alive long enough for everyone in the Gilead system to forget what happened. Good luck. Uh, You won't be physically seeing me ever again because I cannot be seen with you. But when Phoenix Parshine uh, taps on you mentally... Make sure you give him all of the information that you have about any missions that you are currently undertaking. If you choose not to do this, I will sign the Diabolus order and you will be executed. Have a wonderful evening. And with that, she gets up and walks out. And we cut. And now, we are on the Shrine World of Enoch. And we are in the office of the canonist jean, jean Grace de Messy. And before her, our sister Celeste and sister Nura. Dear sisters, thank you for taking your time to come to see me. I just, I want to tell you that I'm very proud of the work that you both did. You came from different areas, different regions, one of you with the flotilla, one of you here from the Gilead system, but together... With the rest of your task force, you were able to uncover insidious plots that would have destroyed Enoch. But you were able to stop that. I know there was a cost. Everyone knows there was a cost. But you were willing to risk yourselves in the name of the Emperor to protect this world, and that will not be forgotten. But... What I really want to tell you, and is much more troubling, is what you found on the throne's tears. Corruption within the sister hospitalers. A sister hospitaler should never be able to be corrupted by the forces of the plague lord. A minister and priest who is an advisor falling to Slanesh. It is up to the two of you you must quietly and for us the order of the sanctified shield investigate those minestorum forces that traveled with the veronius flotilla to determine how widespread the corruption is if this laneshi cult or if there's some nurgle infestation that is plagued beyond the throne's tears, you must ferret it out. You too have proven that you are capable of working together and working against the ruinous powers in order to protect Enoch and the order. So I lay this charge upon you. Regardless of what Veronius is having you do, keep your eyes open and your ears peeled. And any sign of corruption, any sign of heresy within the Ministorum. We must know the Gilead system cannot survive if the ecclesiarchy becomes tainted. Thank you, this sister. Is
2: quite distressing to us as well. We we take on this task.
0: It was so wise of you to leave the corrupted chain sword behind. A relic? It breaks my heart to think of it being destroyed, but that relic had it not been able to be cleansed or passed to lust-pious hands, that
3: corruption would have rotted them through. And who knows how far and wide that nurgling plague would have spread. The plague father is insidious and he grinds away at us at the cellular level.
2: It had done enough damage. Mm.
3: Yes, but you recovered.
0: Completely and without taint. And let me tell you, we have been keeping an eye on you. But you are pure of heart and of will. And that is why the two of you are the only agents within the Veronius flotilla that I trust with this most important task.
2: And I trust my health to Sister Celeste. We will be successful.
4: We will do what needs to be done. In the Emperor's name,
0: his blessing or his mercy... Do you have any questions of me, sisters?
2: We will do what we need to do. We have found our traveling companions a motley crew. But we will do our best.
0: And at that, Melissa, why don't you tell us a little bit about Sister Nura as she's sitting there with the canonist? Yeah,
2: so she is a pretty straightforward sister of battle. She is as always fully sort of decked out in all of her gear. She keeps close to her, um, kind of within her... um, pocket. She kind of keeps her her notes of all of the kind of lessons that she has been taught along the way. And I'm sure there's something from this talk today that she will write down and refer to uh, later. Um, and her objective uh, for this particular session is to fill your lungs with a bolstering hymn in a time of stress.
0: Wonderful. And Sister Celeste, as the canoness is dismissing you, do you have any questions of her? Or if not, describe Sister Celeste to us uh, and tell us what your objective is.
4: Sister Celeste, she doesn't have any questions um, at this time. I s- think she's still a bit rattled about the fact that another sister was able to be corrupted so thoroughly. Um, So, she's been devoting uh, devoting a bit more of her time in her worship. And um, she is now a much taller woman. Um, She had previously lost her legs. So, she has uh, augmented legs. Uh, She has an augmented eye. And you can tell it it was done as well as it could where we were. But the skin is pulled and you can tell it causes her some discomfort at times, especially if she tries to smile or make too large of like a facial distortion. So she's very stoic at this point. And um, she's got this eye is a, a golden color versus her normal uh, purple eye. And she's got the classic platinum bob. And uh, But she normally wears a, a habit So you don't really see it very often with the classic red and and bone white uh, uh, dressings.
0: Wonderful. So we fade away from Enoch. And at that point, Gavius, you feel a telepathic handshake if you were from Phoenix Parsheen. Gavius, do you hear me? Yes. I... I must tell you, the Inquisitor Lord was quite harsh with you. I was not, obviously, privy to your meeting. I cannot stand to be in the presence
3: of the Silent Sisters. It's so unnerving. But, although she was quite firm with you, if you were able to
0: stay alive and accomplish your tasks, I am quite certain that she will relax her restrictions upon your access. I know for a fact that she was very impressed with the work you did. And in fact, she herself would have done exactly what you did. But she is right that the Gilead system being cut off makes this a difficult place for the Inquisition to operate. But I wanted to assure you that you can pass on any information to me that you gather, and I will do my best to provide you with what support I can. On her behalf, unofficially, that's what she's asked me to do. I hope you understand what I'm saying.
1: Politics or politics.
0: Indeed, and she is dealing with some of the most difficult politics. However, we wish you well, uh... But keep your eyes and mind open because it is likely that there will be people making attempts on your life. However, it uh I was very proud of the work you did and I'm glad that you made it back in one piece. I look forward to working with you in the future. And at that, why don't uh why don't you describe a little bit uh who Gavius Ventel then then tail is where he comes from, what he looks like, and what your objective for this session is.
1: How do I roll objective again?
0: Uh, it's on a character sheet.
2: And there's a dice next to the word objective, and so if you push it and wait, it'll cycle through. It took a
1: second
4: on notes, my it, tab it wasn't yes, rolling, in, and then it did. Notes tab.
1: Oh notes, okay. All right. Okay, um, so I'm like six two, uh, <clears throat> uh, tall, dark, handsome. You know, I'd say now nah, you say it's about six. Let's say it's about six six. Um, tall, dark, and handsome, blue eyes. You know, um, really tight in the pocket, can roll out and make a play if he needs to. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh well, I was adorned with the um, uh, the sigils and the markings and garb of the Inquisition. I've decided instead to kind of, uh, given the current situation of uh, being a bit on the hot seat, to exchange my Inquisitorial garb for a dark cloak that goes over my head. Um, uh, I've decided to grow a bit of a five o'clock shadow to try and change the way I look a little bit. And uh find myself to be a little bit more recessed from the world as I used to be, because uh may have made some rash decisions of yeah. uh, blowing some people up. Uh currently what my goal is to do uh in this particular session is to postulate on the weakness of the mutant, the alien, or the renegade. Um I don't really know what that means. So I'm in a you minute, when we get to objective, I'll
0: explain some ob- accept- what the objective means. So, okay. uh, Sister Celeste, did I get your objective?
4: No, I messed up. Mine is to invoke an Imperial Saint, such as Alicia or Celestine, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. To bless my achievements.
0: Fantastic. So, we slip away from that. Now, Birk um, uh, your debriefing to Magos Arant, uh, XI 99 literally took seconds in binary. And so you've had basically a week where you've not been called on to do anything. You've got no responsibility. So tell us about Birk Talov, what he would have possibly been doing with his time, and what his current objective is.
5: Uh, so Birk Talov, uh, very tall, uh, precisely half an inch taller than Gavius Vintel, whatever his height is. No eyes. <laughs> Just sort of sunken uh, black uh, sockets. Uh, for his eyes have been burnt away long ago. Uh, he is uh, always bare-chested. Uh, wears his Fulright robes uh, from the waist down, and uh, he has his um, sort of generator on the back for storing force and and sort of manipulating it. And he carries his, his staff with him, his electro leech staff. Uh, he uh, he is he is a model of efficiency he does not he does not uh spend time with small talk with uh basic uh, elements of entertainment or anything like this he is he is here to serve he is here to um to he is at the he serves the will of the on the uh, and he uh he believes very firmly that the flesh is weak but the motor forces power. So I think what he would be doing in this time, first, he would be tending to his uh, his new servo skull, Haster Crevo. Uh, he will uh, spend time uh, ensuring that uh, skull is properly polished. Uh, he will get uh, a proper anti-gravetic uh, in, impeller installed. Uh, he will ensure that uh, all of that is done in as effective and efficient way as possible. Um, Assuming that he doesn't have time to return to Avercos, uh, the uh, his like his forged world, he will then find some place uh, with within. What so? Is, are we on a station? Would we say we're like? You be it,
0: you guys would all be on the dur- the ducal circlet, which is the okay. flagship of the Veronius flag. So it's it's okay. like uh, ten kilometers long. I mean, it's as big as a space station. But
5: so, if there is no, uh, so he would probably spend uh, a not insignificant amount of time uh, in whatever section of the ship uh, emits the most amount of power stores and emits, whether that's like a reactor chamber or, or something where he is able to um, contribute. Uh, he might uh, also m- sort of perform times of meditation in which he is just sort of sitting very um Uncomfortably in the corner, his uh, knees onto the ground, lectroly staff in front of him, just looking directly out at the various flows of uh, of, of energy within the room, uh, and and he will make himself useful. Uh, he will whatever that might be. His, if necessary, he might also perform time like martial training as well. Uh, for he does, and he is, in fact, a warrior. So he would probably. Uh, would have no uh, no qualms with uh, overexerting himself in very sparring opportunities, uh, not caring whether the other survives. It's just not important. Uh, that would probably be his, his combo of, of things he would do over the week.
0: And what is his objective for this session?
5: It's very easy, in fact. It is to give praise to the Messiah for some small miracle. And who else would we praise but the Messiah? Small miracles, large. Who else would be responsible?
0: And then, last but not least, uh, we find Wigbert Hahn. Um, you also quickly were able to debrief Archdeacon Clade. Uh, he already had most of the information from Inquisitor Lord uh, Daxune. Um, so, your the information you provided just. Confirmed what he already knew. He blessed you in the name of the God Emperor and set you on your way. So without a mission, uh, without the hand of the Emperor directing you as his weapon, what would Wigbert Hahn have been doing this week? And what's your objective for this session?
6: Wigbert Hahn, tall, lanky man, dressed in full black leather, I've got a cloak with the insignia on it, It hasn't been washed, covered in blood. I've got red goggles that cover my augmented eyes. And I'm always slouched over, even though I'm a tall man, so I appear shorter than I look. And what I've been, I've been lacking faith since the last mission. I've been corrupted, been touched by the filth, so I must do some penitence. So I've decided I'm crawling around for the last seven days. And my palms and knees are bloody, leaving trails of blood wherever I go to make sure my faith doesn't waver.
0: I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> and what what is your objective?
6: Yeah, my objective will be to convert a non-believer to the truth of the Imperial cult.
0: Nice. I like it. So, what objectives are in this game is it's... Uh, it's a way to regenerate wrath points. So every character starts with two wrath points in a session. You can be awarded additional wrath points for good role playing or doing something phenomenal or working your objective into the story um, where it makes sense. So, you know, just blurting it out. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give you another wrath point for that, but if it makes sense in the story, you'll get a wrath point. If you. Do that. Get your objective out. Uh, remind me that's what you're doing, because uh I'm an old man and I'll likely forget that's what you're doing. So, uh, but that's that's how you use your objective. You get a new objective every session, so you've got an opportunity to regenerate wrath points uh that way, as well as as through good role-playing and, and interesting things. So we're all caught up. We've got our objectives, we know our task force. Like I said, it's been about a week. And on your data slates or through your augmented optics, you get a blaring message coming through that states 003211, as dictated by Jackal Veronius. Subject, relic retrieval. Target, thigh bone of St. Ephestium. Location, silent monastery. Hephaestium's Rest Loyal servants of the Imperium, I am dispatching you to retrieve an important relic from the island monastery of Hephaestium's Rest, the thigh bone of Saint Hephaestium. It was sharpened into a blade and used to banish a foul corruption of chaos that threatened the Imperium centuries ago. Since the thigh bones use as a weapon against the vile entities of the warp, it has been entrusted to the care of a group of monks devoted to protecting what few trappings remain of St. Hephaestum in the monastery on Enoch. Artifacts of this kind are at the very least inspirational on the field of battle, which is enough of a reason to send a team such as yourselves to requisition one. However, this is only part of your mission. We have reason to believe a traitor of the arch enemy has infiltrated the monastery and is seeking to purloin its vital produce. Whilst your task to retrieve the relic is no mere cover, if you only achieve one thing in your mission, let it be this. Discover that traitor and destroy them. I traveled to the monastery once in my younger years, having walked up the winding staircase to reach the brooding structure at the highest point of the unnamed island that it rests on. Thousands of pilgrims have made similar journeys in the past several centuries, but in recent months, the monastery's attendant monks have gone entirely silent. Compounding this sudden lack of communication retrieved, passenger manifests indicate that the few Pilgrims traveling to the Monastery in these trying times have failed to return. I've arranged transport to the Monastery's island through a local naval transport barge operated by one Shipmistress Amsel. Once you reach the island, head up to the Monastery, destroy the traitor, secure the thigh bone, by any means necessary. I suspect the lack of communication from the reciting monks means some foulness has taken root on the island. Speak with the ship mistress to learn what you can during your journey, but otherwise focus on returning the relic intact. Courage is the emperor's gift. Repay him with victory. And the message ends. Um, then you get a quit. Quick ping that says there is a gun cutter that is ready for you in the docking bay to take you to Enoch. You've got a little bit of time if you want to do anything before you leave. Just let me let me know. Uh
1: were you gonna explain my thing?
0: Oh yeah, your your thing. So basically your what yours was to denounce the alien, the xenos or the mutant, right?
1: The postulate. Okay. On the weakness of the mutant, the alien or the renegade.
0: So in conversation with any Imperial forces, anything, um, particularly ones that have dealt with or been engaged with Xenos, mutants, heretics, etc., your uh, objective would be to explain to them how weak that Xenos or that heretic is in the face of the greater strength of the Emperor of Mankind and the Imperium and that how these people have to be strong in their devotion to the emperor and in that strength no heretic no xenos or no mutant could possibly stand against the glory of the emperor okay that kind of thing
1: all right what does mutant mean
0: mutant you're killing me <laughs>
6: So,
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, Sister Nura would, you know, sort of do one last prayer um, and make haste for this gun cutter.
1: Okay. Can we do like a montage of us like getting our knives in places and praying? I mean, in all these eyes,
0: we see, you know, in slow motion, all of you guys gearing up and then slowly walking towards the gun cutter and getting on it. Nobody taking a shot at, at Gavius yet, at least not on the ducal circlet.
1: And uh, a Zack Snyder-esque slow-mo from the background? Yeah, absolutely, okay, absolutely. All right. Okay, all right. So I just want to make little, sure we're doing Maybe
0: a little bit of woo as well. You get some wind blowing through your coats, blowing up in the, the back. The
4: sexy yeah. leg as you're pulled, like sneakily hiding a yep. knife so, on your thigh. I
0: have a stiletto. Inexplicably some, some mechanical birds flying in The augmented leg. Like
4: yeah, so that's metal thigh. <laughs>
0: just popping
4: out there. Plus, you're, like you're a
5: nun, it. too. Like, the whole combo is hilarious.
4: Yeah. <laughs> a sexy nun, Jeff.
1: Well, wow, there goes my hero plays in the background. Legs. <laughs> you don't need to do any
5: more. I'm good.
6: So, so we we
0: we see everybody getting on the gun counter, uh, and then we transition, and uh, we... we We slide past the trip to Enoch. We slide past landing at the port and we find ourselves, the scene opens back up and you find that the taste of the salt is heavy in the air punctuated by a heavy whirr of the engine sounds coming from the back of a 10 meter long boat. Coughing bangs from the engine come as frequently as the freak waves across the lake, both producing similar jarring sounds. You see an island rising in the distance, its gray stone form capped with a darker stone structure set against an overcast sky. A raven-haired woman, garbed in a set of well-worn navy blue naval fatigues, stands at the vessel's fore, looking out towards the island. She pulls out a small brass telescope lens and peers through it before offering it to each of you for a look. She points to the dark stone structure. There is Hephaestium's rest. The monastery is the crown on that dreary little island. It's not too much longer before we reach it. I'll bring us into the docks, but I'm going to leave all the climbing up to the monastery in your capable hands. After all, I'm navy. Uh, I'm not army, so it's going to be up to you. I'm definitely not heading up to that damned place.
2: Is this the shipmistress?
0: Yep. Strip shipmistress Amsel. Amsel. She looks like she's in her early forties. Um the way she pilots this boat, you get the impression that she's been doing this run for quite a while and that she knows the belt the the boat very well.
2: I uh, must ask, have you noticed differences in the number of times you've made this run or any other such changes of the sort?
3: Sister, and it's a blessing to have two sisters on my boat. I I can't tell you. I mean, Enoch is a shrine world and I have dealt with a lot of Minestorum, but I, I don't often get sisters. The Adeptus Sorardus on my boat, that's an honor. But uh, no, it I'm is an tell honor. You,
2: glad that you noticed
3: the emperor protects, and, and obviously, you're his protection given life. So, thank you. Uh, I very much appreciate the two of you. She looks
0: over at Gavius.
3: I can't say the same for all your company, but but, but sisters are always welcome on my boat. Uh, but yes, back to your
0: question um, uh, the monks going silent and the pilgrims disappearing all started about the same time it was uh, there was this crazy celestial event it's like the skies opened up and caught on fire um other ships that ply the area they, they noted seeing the strange lights in the sky too around Mephistium's rest but uh nobody
3: knows exactly what happened but that's about the time that the monks went quiet and, and the pilgrims stopped coming back I haven't put in dock there for quite a while. Nobody's
0: gone out for weeks, which is odd enough itself. I mean, they're fairly self-sufficient,
3: but they need supplies like everybody else.
4: Does the celestial event um, coincide with the um, ship disappearing? That the Hulk that we? No, um... no. This
0: would have happened a couple of weeks before, um, okay. before the space Hulk came into the system. Uh, does anybody want to take a look through her telescope as you're approaching?
4: Ah uh, sure, that'd be cool.
0: give me a give me
4: an awareness
0: test awareness intelligence test.
2: Is there a role that I could do with this sort of celestial event if this is some event that occurs has occurred before is in stories or anything like that?
0: Sure, you could do like a, a history check. With six successes, as you're looking through it... um, Did you get any shifts? No shifts. Okay, you look through it, and you do notice... It looks like you actually see signal lights coming from the upper windows of the monetary. And they're flashing in some kind of sequence. Um, But, I mean, it looks like there's somebody there in the monastery, at least in the upper areas.
4: Um, Can we try and... uh... Figure out what that sequence is. Like translate it.
0: Give, uh, yes, you definitely can. Okay, real quick, with your scholar, give me a scholar test for that as well. Um, with your scholar test, three successes. Um, I would say that you, historically speaking, and in the system, it doesn't relate to any other event that that comes to mind. I see. um, As far as celestial events, just it doesn't really flick with anything
4: oh what's the dn for that i got three successes three successes um
0: you're not quite sure it looks it's a pattern but you don't you don't know what pattern it
4: is can i try in like she's presuming that it might be like binary of some kind maybe so she'll start listing it out like uh trying to get, and eventually she'll stop and she'll just call Birk over to see. Do you, could you, could you help me translate this? And I know, I don't know if you can look through the telescope. Yeah. You can with, point it out. Yes. The I mean, matrix. You,
5: you of course. Like, uh, so yeah, like, so he, yeah, he'll do it. Like he'll, he'll look through the telescope. Of course he's putting an empty eye socket to the telescope, which is yes. merely just accentuating his, his, his farsight there basically. Uh, but yeah, he'll look in and see if there's any sort of um, kind of mathematical pattern, anything he can kind of glean from it. Is this is this is this like binary or is this some other
0: um, uh, is there something it's gonna significant be a, to it? It would be a, a you can do a scholar test um, with a D in four or you can do a tech test with a D in six. I'll do scholarly. It's not really binary, but you might be gotcha. pick up the pattern. Yeah, I like how uh, actually
5: like, like, it, could, it could be binary. I'm like, if only there was somebody here who spoke binary. I
4: know, and I was like, <laughs> if like, there was only someone here who did that. If binary.
5: only, if be? All
0: right. Here we go.
4: What And
0: four, five successes. Five successes. Okay. On so you're looking through it. You're you're connecting the electromagnetic energy that you're picking up. I mean this is basically, you know, it's 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 basic light transference, it's RF, uh but it's it's hitting you and your system is digesting the information basically. And you recognize it as a very rudimentary SOS. Somebody is in distress on the monastery and they're trying to signal uh passerbys.
5: The weakness of flesh inside the temple is signaling for our assistance or any Assistance.
4: We should hurry then.
5: Should we? If they are incapable of saving themselves, we should not move with too much alacrity so as to harm our own endeavors here. Their rescue is not our primary nor secondary task.
4: But the thigh bone could potentially be...
5: It is not the thing that is signaling us
2: it could be being used to threaten the person who is signaling us.
5: We should go. You say, sisters, and you like step away from the telescope at that point.
0: And shipmaster Amsel looks around. Now she's e- even a little bit more disturbed. But she she turns to the sisters. She's like, the monks. The monks are good people. They're they're doing the. The Emperor's work out there, so if there's anything you could do for, her, regardless of anything else. I'm sure yes. the Emperor
3: would appreciate it.
2: If there's someone in their midst, we will leave them back to the work that they are there to do.
4: Bless you, sister. In the Emperor's name. I shall um, be his mercy, and Celeste nods and just briskly steps towards the doors.
0: Okay, so uh, the boat continues to come in. Um, Is there anything else you want to ask or any other information you want before you get to the docks?
6: Mr. Samson. Yes, sir. Down here.
0: Yes. (laughs) I've not often had someone on my... Are you seasick, sir?
6: No, not quite. I'm just wondering. uh, We're the only people you've transported.
3: In the last several weeks, yes.
0: Ah. Uh, I used to take pilgrims quite a bit, or supplies to the monks quite a bit, but for the last several weeks, there haven't been any pilgrims going to or from the monastery, and I have they've not put in a request for supplies.
6: Do you remember the last people you've transported?
0: Uh, v- vaguely. There were three pilgrims that, that went out, and a young... Uh, an acolyte that was going to be an aspirant to to the monks at Hephaestium's rest.
3: Very well.
4: You have a log. Do you have any names?
3: Uh, no. I the back at the dock master would have would have a log. I I don't carry one up for transport. Ah,
4: thank you. Thank you. Long's got a good idea. I like it.
0: So, a lone dock visibly warned uh ceramite just from a circular section uh, of open sand under a soaring dark gray cliff. The ship comes alongside and Sister Amsel hops off in a fluid motion and she takes a weathered rope from the ship and she ties, ties the ship off. She looks back at you, at the sisters, she goes, sisters, Um, this is as far as I can take you. You'll need to head up those stairs to reach the monastery.
3: I'm gonna, I'll stay tied up here at the dock, uh, for when you come back.
2: Yes, yes, you will.
0: And as you, as you get off, you smell rotting seafood mingling with salty sea air and, uh, and other refuse. And you see quite a few... Like heaped up at the base of the dock, right there where the where the where the land and the sea meet, there's a, a mound about two feet tall mound of mangled and disfigured fish corpses, um, just deposited haphazardly all about the side near the lapping water.
6: I lunge towards them and start snacking.
0: Okay, um, you pick them up and they've been shredded. They've been horribly, horribly shredded, but you can definitely take a bite um, out of one of them. I, I think I would like uh, what do I want here? Uh, I think I want a a toughness test. Just straight toughness. Difficulty 3.
6: My success. My My successes. Okay,
0: so you swallow down this these fish guts and small fish bones and gelatin fish eyes that are starting to rot, squelch in your teeth. They slide down your gullet and your stomach rolls and roils for a moment. But then you let out this acidic belch and your gut settles uh, as you basically stand in this pile of rotting fish
6: corpses. I put a hand up offering to the others. Uh,
4: thank you you Bigbert, need, but need not, not thank you. share.
6: Not for me.
0: Um, so you see the uh, the stairs winding up the side of the, of the stone stairways cut into the sides of these cliffs. They're very steep the stairs themselves are of different depths and heights, so it's not an easy walk under the best of circumstances because you constantly have to pay attention to where you're putting your feet uh, so you don't trip over the stairs themselves. There are no banisters or anything. These are stairs just cut right into the cliffside. So a fall could be quite painful.
5: Uh, I think Beer will be standing at the base of them, waiting, uh impatiently uh, at this about this fi- this random excursion for fish sticks or something uh, uh but he'll be peering up the stairs to see what what he can see above and he's also specifically looking to see if there's any signs of like um I know you said they're carved into, like, a cliff or they're carved into to Earth. Is there any signs of, like, electrical circuitry anywhere? Any sort of suggestions of, like, like any kind of machinery, even if it's just lights or defenses, anything like that kind of moving up?
0: First, give me a uh, awareness test. Difficulty okay. six.
5: Oh, dear. Dear God. Dear, uh, okay. Dear
0: God and dear. dear on the sire.
5: So if I pass this, <laughs> Then I can praise him for a small miracle of me passing the That is true. Because <laughs> Your awareness is pretty low. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, that's only four successes,
0: unfortunately. So that's going to be a fail. So as you're staring up there, you see shadows up near the top. And for a second, it looks like somebody's up there, but you don't get a clear look. Um, now just give me a difficulty three tech test. Okay.
5: Uh that's more like actually, my awareness isn't really that bad when I look at it. uh three successes I did get okay
0: three. um you sense no electrical currents um in the immediate area. you sense faint pulsing coming okay. from the monastery, but nothing on the hillside or the cliffside. In fact, the only source of electrical power elect- any energy along yeah. the electromagnetic spectrum that you feel is coming from the monastery,
5: okay. Um, with that, he'll keep the second part of that internalized because they don't care. Uh, but the first thing he'll say, movement. If you are done, I believe there might have been movement at the top of these steps.
2: Let us go quickly now. And right. Nara will ascend.
5: Biric will, uh. Biric will say, uh, looking at the steps quickly, but prudently. As he points to the fact that the steps are kind of uneven and it's sort of a dangerous trick.
0: It, who's leading the way?
2: Uh Nura no, will
0: Okay. I'll follow. Okay. Um So you begin slowly making your way up the stairs. Uh and you're about a third of the way up when you come across a a slight bend in the stone stairs and Sister Nura, you're about to take a step forward when Birk stops you. Birk's passive awareness is great enough. You see right at the foot level, extending across these stairs is an almost invisible wire going from either side of the stairs. Why you do you feel, lay
2: hands on me? I'm going upward.
5: You, you just you just feel like a little sense of like static electricity too, like that little jolt that you get when you touch other people, and he just grabs you by the like kind of by the shoulder and he pulls you back. What look down where you sit your feet. And he will kind of track it with the. he'll like use his electro leaf staff almost as like a pointer as he's just sort of pointing in the direction of what oh. he what she was about to trigger.
0: And as you, as you trace that. the line across, you find that either sides of the stairs kind of camouflaged are two improvised explosive devices that had they been tripped would have probably blown all of you off the stairs.
2: Oh, well, if you hadn't caught me, I might have just uh, gotten legs like Sister Celeste.
5: Now Beric regrets his actions. <laughs> um, can can beric uh see to trying to disable them yeah. uh to ensure they don't
0: tech test.
5: Okay. Difficulty on this?
0: Uh difficulty three.
5: Three. okay All right. Uh six this time, but I did get a oh I got a wrath critical. That's a good thing. Sorry.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So we nice. point into the glory. Um, with the wrath critical, you're able to disable both sides very quickly, very quietly, um, and intactly so that, uh, neither one of the devices were, were disturbed. Okay. Um, and like I said, you're about a third of the way up the stairs you hear no. over the voxcaster, uh, shipmaster Amcel. Uh, I saw that you, uh, stopped in the stairs. Is everything
3: all right?
2: There was a trap, but Bjerg took care of it.
0: Trap. I also saw somebody at the top of the stairs, looked like he was watching. Listen, um, I'm going to pull off the dock. I got to keep the ship intact. I'm going to stay within voxcaster range. When you're coming down, you vox me and I'll come back in and pick you up.
2: You best be here when you are needed.
0: I will be right off the coast. Just look down off the island and I'll be sitting here until you come down or until two days have passed and I assume you're dead. You can always contact me three. on the Vox. Just contact me on the Vox if you're running behind time. Let me know what's going on. There's plenty of range with you, with my Voxcaster on the boat here. That worked for you, sister? I got to protect the boat. It's Davy property.
2: Given that the boat is our way out of here safely, your interests align with ours.
0: Indeed they do, sister. And I would not leave two sisters of the Adeptus Sororitus behind. Uh, you just keep in contact with me over the vox uh, when you can, and uh, I'll be here for you when you, need to, when you need to pick up.
2: Perhaps you come here in two days before assuming we have perished.
0: I'm going to be right off the coast. At the end of two days, if I haven't heard from you, I'll try to vox you. Okay. If I don't. If you don't vox me back. I'm going to go get reinforcements.
2: That will be. That will do.
0: So I'm glad to hear that. Uh, good luck. Be careful. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. They they don't trap the stairs, so there's something else going on. I don't know.
4: We'll look into it. Thank you.
0: So you continue to climb up the stairs. Um, these uneven stairs continue to, uh, to slow your progress much slower than you thought. And then you get to a, a, a very uh, steep winding section, and you see that actually parts of the, um, the embankment and parts of the stairs have actually collapsed. Uh, and that to get to the upper section of the stairs, you're going to have to get past this collapse somehow. You can do an athletics test to get past it. You can try to dig it out. You can do a strength test to just barrel through it. Whatever you think is.
2: Being at the front, uh, Nora would try athletics first. This is something she is good at.
0: Just a difficulty four.
2: Eight successes and a wrath complication and a possible shift. So like all of the things happened in that role.
0: So you can shift. Um there's not really any information additional information I can give you out of this shift. So if you want to shift it to glory, that might be a a good place for it to go.
2: I'll do that. And do you want me to roll complication?
0: nope, I've got the complication um, so you're able to get over it but because of your heavier armor as you get over the top you displace some of the dirt that comes down and it kind of rolls out of the way of the stairs but you dislodge some of the detritus, and you over- uncover the smeared remains of several monks and it looks like maybe one or two pilgrims because they're not in monk garb who are absolutely crushed um, by the collapse. I mean, viscera is coming out. You can smell it now, the smell of uh, of death and decay um, mixed with mud. And Sister Nura, you're ahead of it, but everyone else who observes this collapse take one point of shock damage from this unexpected horror that you're seeing. Even those of you who are not uh, particularly concerned with the flesh uh, you feel this uh, unexpected display unsettling. But with, with the collapse now partially out of the way, the rest of you were able to move your way up the stairs past the bodies, unless there's something that you want to do uh, here at this collapse or with these bodies.
2: Uh, Sister Nura would uh, sort of lock eyes with Sister Celeste and make sure that we said appropriate prayers over these bodies that were just left here quite unceremoniously.
0: Okay. Um, so while the sisters are pausing to pray, um, beer, um Wigbert Gavius, is there anything else that you want to do? Are you going to stay for the prayers?
6: I'm going to continue forward.
3: Okay.
6: Could
1: ahead, I, could I like look, investigate deeper as to what have what may have occurred here with these uh, Obviously, something stepped on them. But like, let's just like, kind of see what's going on.
0: Give me a, uh, you can give me an investigation check, uh, difficulty three, um, or an awareness test or survival test difficulty four. They'll give mm. you different information, but the investigation test will give you more information. Wrath complication and about six successes and one shift. Okay, um, so with the shift, I'll give you some additional information. Uh, Go ahead and roll your wrath complication. Let's just see what comes up. Okay, uh, so while you're looking at the bodies and doing this investigation, um, you disturb some of them, and that causes Sister Neura and Sister Celeste to... um, Make a mistake in their prayers. They they stop for a moment. They get their line wrong. And that's a little unsettling. So it's not mechanically nothing happens. But perhaps that has some sort of impact in in your relationships. But what you do discover. <laughs> well, uh, they're already that's so
1: such so a swimming relationship between everybody anyway. So I think it's going great. I
0: think it's, fantastic. Yeah, it's clearly
2: you're the favorite uh, party member of the um, sisters
1: for sure. But-
0: Gavius, what you do recognize is that all of the bodies are oriented away from the monastery. They were, and and the way they were moving and the way some of them have fallen, it's clear that they were literally running down the stairs um, away from the monastery. Uh, and it also looks like the way that some of the soil, how it was disturbed and collapsed, it looks like it was an explosion that caused it. Um, So it it looks like possibly, um, maybe, uh, another improvised explosive device they tripped or something and caused the collapse right behind them as they ran past it and blew them off of their feet. Uh, But they were clearly making their way away from the monastery. Um, It is a couple of monks and it looks like three pilgrims.
1: Do any of them have anything on them?
0: Uh, no, just their, it look, what it looks like to you is, is they basically ran out of the monastery with whatever they had on them. There was a couple of them looked like they were, might've been asleep even, and that they're running out in their bed clothes. None of them have any kind of technology on them, no slates, no bags, nothing. So whatever caused them to leave the monastery, they left in an incredible hurry with a complete disregard for any of their belongings or their own health
4: and well-being. Have
2: you found anything you deemed it necessary to disturb our prayers? I certainly hope you've discovered something important.
1: Well, it seems as if they were running from explosion from the monastery, so I do believe there's a small amount of information unless you too wanted to experience the same fate as these Uh, Let's make sure we keep our eyes peeled for any further traps ahead. Uh, Seems like they were running quite quickly from a threat that we are currently unaware of.
2: Someone has taken the time to lay the trap that we passed on the way up and lay this trap that these unfortunate souls did not notice in their haste.
1: Let's proceed with caution.
4: Do we think perhaps this SOS that we're investigating is perhaps a trap?
1: I mean, undoubtedly it is, but it is probably within our best interest to finish through with this investigation and then further our venture into the island.
2: Well, we should certainly make sure that Biric is near the front. His awareness has saved us. Once already.
0: And so we continue our way up the stairs. Um, It takes about another hour to wind up around the stairs, but you don't discover any other traps or any other uh, deadfalls or anything else that uh, inhibits your progress. As you come up the last rise, uh, you see a a dark-stoned Gothic monastery a cathedral in the middle, wings coming off of either side, heavy stone work, and you're approaching the the entryway uh, to Hephaestium's rest. You don't see any activity outside of the monastery um, at all. Somebody give me a uh, an awareness test. You all can if you want.
5: Rupert, you are out front. You want to do it?
6: Yeah, I can do it. Okay. Five with the shift?
5: Yes. Yes, nice. you can. That is a excellent roll. Six with <laughs> the shift. Okay.
0: Um, so, but a complication, but no, I think we're going to be okay. I'm going to bank that complication for now. I'm going to assume you're shifting to glory right now because I don't really have any additional information okay, to give fine. you, so you're, you're up to four glory at the moment. Um, with your awareness test of what you do see, um, hiding uh, to the left of these giant double doors, kind of in a in a nook set back next to this column, you see what looks like a monk. Um, he's, he's, he's kind of squatted down. He's bald. He's got a great bandage across his face where it looks like, and it's, it's kind of seeping pus, where maybe he's lost an eye. And on that same side, um, his the left side, he's got his his shirt sleeve is empty and tied against his body, and it's also uh, brown uh, with was probably dried blood. Uh, but he's looking at you. Uh, his monk is is attire is torn and dirty. Uh, but then he sees that you see him, and he holds his finger up to his lips, and he waves you over furtively.
6: Make a quick glance in the room, and I'll still uh, along the, the walls. The,
0: the doors are shut; uh, you can't you can't see into the monastery at the moment. But he's he's to the outside and to the left of the doors.
6: Then I'll point him out and lead the others there.
0: And he's he puts his hand over his mouth. And then he holds a finger up. Um, you could give me uh, an insight test if one of you wants to make an insight test.
3: Uh,
0: difficulty. Someone uh, if,
2: other than Nora.
5: I mean, Wakeberg is. I'm right next to you, awkward. But I am the worst person to do that.
2: So. Mine's pretty
6: bad, but I can give it a try. If no one else
1: Mine's has. mine's four. Um, that's better. Can I also probe his mind? Would that be better?
6: Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> you totally can do that. For <laughs> that, that, so you do telepathy or mind probe? Or... Uh, mind probe. Okay.
1: We we'll just pull that up and
0: make. Th- no. and, and now, before we get into this, so are you using your your psychic powers bound or unbound? Um, the difference is, if you're using them bound, it's just your basic Psychic Mastery test. If you use them unbound, you get one bonus die, but that bonus die is a second Wrath die. And then you could use them completely unrestricted, which means you get to add a bunch of Wrath die if you want. But remember, if you roll a 1 on a Wrath die, you get a peril of the warp.
1: I'll... I'm will kind of going away from what I wanted to do, so I'm just going to do an insight check. Because my, my thoughts of how I want to approach this uh, post uh, cut scene uh probably requires me to use a little bit less of uh my abilities that seem less unseen someone doing uh you said insight is that what it was
0: insight yep
1: one success is pretty good right
0: uh so you're you're looking at him and you're not quite getting what he's doing but he's scribbling then you see him scribbling something down on a piece of 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 parchment Um, And he signals for you to read it. And it says, be quiet. We are silent monks. My name is Ricard. The enemy is here. I have to sneak you in to the solarium. So you can help us get out of here. You ask him any questions or anything. And he's, I mean, he's like, he's hunched down. He's, con- he's nervous. His, his eyes are, sh- or his single eye is shifting around. The pus is leaking out from his, from the under the cloth of his where his other eye used to be. He's clearly on the
3: ragged edge.
1: What has happened here?
3: He scribbles furiously. We don't have time. We have to get inside. We have to get safe.
1: Man, I really want to probe this guy's mind, but I don't want to use my psychic abilities.
3: (laughs) You can't.
0: I mean, you have them, so, you know.
1: I just worry about bringing uh, attention, even though it seems like everyone already knows me. Yeah, I'll probe this guy's mind.
0: Okay. Give me a psychic mastery test.
1: Uh, psychic mastery.
4: Doing bound or unbound?
1: Just bound. Okay. Lots of failures. Looks like I didn't win.
4: Three successes, eight
0: failures, but no, uh, no shifts, no wrath. So let's talk about mind probing. If that's a fail, by the way,
5: you can always use, we have some glory built up, by the way. It
1: says approved. Does that mean it's a success?
5: You might not have set a difficulty before you rolled. Yeah, the difficulty default, was set it to three. To three, but three would be acceptable
0: that that for, this, for this for this monk it's a stand, it's your standard difficulty this guy is rattled so he would not it's an opposed test and he's in no shape to really oppose your uh mind probe um i just want to see it's a sustained full action so you may ask him one question for every turn you sustain the power every turn that you want to ask him another question, we have to roll an opposed test. Okay. Um, but instead of doing an opposed test, I'm just going to set, your difficulty is three, because he's rattled. Um, so, that's that's how we're going to do this, instead of doing an opposed test.
1: So, my question is the same, like, what's happened here?
0: <clears throat> uh, in his mind, you see his, eye, his one eye get wide for a second, and then uh, we were invaded. The the monastery has fallen.
1: Uh so next question. Is that a roll again?
6: Yep.
0: Six successes. Oh, six successes. Wow. But time to roll on the peril of the warp.
2: And in a, sh- a possible shift.
0: Was that on the peril of the warp? No, it was just your complication. I need a
6: yeah. different
0: table. If you go into, Meanwhile,
2: we're all just sort of standing around looking at each other like, oh uh, are the we
0: temperature, doing? <laughs> The temperature drops around him as he uses his powers. And a little bit of hoarfrost forms uh, on his face and on the face of the monks. So you guys recognize that he is actually uh, using some kind of power. if you go into uh, the table section um, it's the it's the one next to the open book and before the playing cards and hmm. go down to the core tables yeah uh, you can go to the peril of the warp table and roll on that one.
1: So just hit the dice. I think I had the wrong Okay. Roll button at the very bottom.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. It's at the bottom. Okay. Tears of the martyr. All the painting sessions are. I need th- Okay so what happens is as the hoarfrost begins to cake on uh on gavius and this monk the statuaries and the pillars on either side these statues of saint hephaestium begin to bleed out of their eyes and ears the walls begin to bleed uh almost almost like a a, a waterfall of blood coming down and it comes gushing across to cover your feet i need everybody to make a D in difficulty three fear test
5: is this for mm-hmm. conv- uh, conviction or resolve
0: yep uh resolve you roll i guess resolve okay yeah. sorry
5: guys i'm really mm-hmm. proud of myself I'm not afraid. Look at you.
2: Nura, on the (laughs) other hand, is afraid.
0: Uh, Combat tab. Is it fear you said? Yeah, yeah, so it's it's your... If you go into your combat tab... There you go.
4: Can I... I forgot. Can we use glory for an additional dice or no?
0: Yeah, you can.
5: That's after you fail, though.
0: After you fail, and if you don't choose to do any rerolls.
5: Because you, you have to spend Wrath to do a reroll on the fail and then spend Glory to get the extra yep. die on your Wrath reroll.
4: Got it. Okay, oh, so yeah, I should do I that had... instead
2: of just failing.
5: Yeah, okay. We got Glory. We built up a bunch. So you might as well use it.
6: Yeah, I'll spend Wrath here.
0: Okay, so spend a Wrath to re-roll all of your... rerolls re-rolls all of your failed dice.
6: Got me a pass.
4: All right. Mm, I guess I'll keep the fear condition for now then.
0: Okay, Dora's okay. Uh, well, what was the, the
2: uh, difficulty again? Was it five?
0: Three. Three.
2: Three. You're three. Okay, I succeeded after the uh, spending of the wrath. I like it. Uh,
0: okay, so you're going to keep the fear condition? Yes. So, you're all disturbed by this display. Um... But Sister Celeste, after having dealt with this corrupted sister, um, the, the Nurgle infection, seeing this blood pool up under your boots, uh, it, it almost immediately takes you back to that moment on the thrones on the on, on the thrones tears. And you you feel that same level of horror at seeing that corruption, seeing this building literally weep the blood of Saint Hephaestium is what you're assuming. Um the 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 monk ricard passes out.
1: Whoops. Uh
2: Did you gather information before having this poor man uh slumber?
1: Um someone is here we need to be pre- prepared for us when we enter this monastery that we will experience some type of friction to say the least um i was unable someone to someone
2: is here that is the investigative wisdom that was provided that the traps and the explosions did not cue us in that this was already a stark possibility
1: you know you take your shots and you hope that you get yourself a home run but unfortunately i wasn't able to uh find it out before he passed out well, I tried my best.
2: most unfortunate. Your best was uh, insufficient. And Sister Nura will...
0: So you, you see the two great devil doors are cracked a little bit. Yeah. Um, mission, uh, the monk Ricard is passed out face down in this blood. The walls and the statuary are still bleeding for about a minute. The blood continues to flow down them.
5: Can Biric... Uh, get up to the doors, carefully examine, listen in, see if he can like hear anything on the other side, see anything like we've, we've seen traps already. So he's probably right, right. kind of on alert for that and oh, any, any anything like that to kind of get a sense of what might be beyond the door. Give me
0: an awareness test. Okay. Uh, it's kind of dark in here. Um, okay. I'm not going to I'm just going to tell you information based on how many okay. you get. There's a there's gotcha. a threshold you have to get. We'll see if you get there. Okay, fair enough. Uh,
5: all right, that's four successes. Um, yeah. If, well, if you wanted to
0: spend, if you wanted to spend wrath to try to get more, that would be fine. If you don't want to, that's also fine.
5: I'll, I'll do it. Uh, okay. I'll spend it and try to. Actually, wait. I should do it from the thing, shouldn't I? All right. I'll, I'll spend it. Um, to. Yeah. There we go. Got yeah, two more so it's a total se- actually one more uh exalted so seven total successes
0: seven total okay um wow that's pretty good that's pretty good one uh, two possible shifts
5: i have no eyes All right.
0: and i am just
5: <laughs> filled with <laughs> nowhere yeah, it's, it's, yeah.
0: it's not so the shadows don't seem to really bother you and it's not that you see this but mm-hmm. what you feel Is you Hmm. feel the bioelectrical pulsing from feels like four creatures, um, up high in the rafters and the energy signature is not human. And with you got the two shifts, if you want, if you, if you want to shift some of that, if you want to shift that to glory, you can, or. If you want me to give you more information, I will give you more information.
5: Can I split it? Do one for each? Absolutely. Let's Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Take one to glory um, and one to
0: info. The way the bioelectrical energy is coursing around these creatures, they are not fully mammalian. They've got a there's a weird hybrid of energy, a weird, almost like a cellular cellular colony kind of uh gestalt with some mammalian features and you're able to put that together there are four orcs in the rafters
5: okay Jeff's super
0: excited uh okay so um (laughs) Birk
5: uh will turn to Wigbert and whoever else is actually paying attention and not trying to make the guy who was our only uh i uh, hear his brain explode. Uh he will go four. <laughs> he will point like up into like sort of you said the rafters, right? And as you said, right, yep, yep. Okay. Yep, four rafters, and you'll say. The and then he will with his mouth, uh, he will just sort of mouth the word orc. Um, like there's like maybe a little like flickering of like his uh like electrical. Uh, his, uh, his electus kind of like around his face, just kind of flicker to try to focus your, your attention on the movement of his mouth, um, just to convey it to everybody. And also, uh, would, does there look like there is you, so you said rafters, is there any, do we see any kind of exterior route like up the wall, like that we could try to like get above, like onto the roof or onto a second level? Or is it just like, cause like it feels oh. like if they're in the rafters, they're, they're like kind of using the door as like a funnel for us.
0: Yeah. So when you looked in, I mean, this was this was like the nave of okay. of of the cathedral going in, and so it's a very it's a vaulted ceiling, it, like any church. And then way up in the rafters, you see you you sense these four orcs. You could definitely attempt to, to climb the outside of the building and get up on the roof. You don't know that there's any access on the roof okay. down into the into the nave though.
4: Would. Sister Nura or Celeste know where the solarium is located since we've been to monasteries prior? Like give is this me, like a similar layout?
0: Give me a uh give me a a scholar test. Uh and for you, since you're both sisters, uh it's just gonna be a difficulty too.
4: Three successes. Okay. You're
0: pretty familiar with this kind of layout, and you believe that if you went into the nave, and then you went south, more than likely there are dormitories directly to the south, where the monks, uh, you know, cells are, and then back off to the west, down underground, probably you'll find yourself um, in like the 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 chapel annex, and then down into the solarium.
4: Okay, so we would have to go through the nave to get there. Got it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't, there's no, you don't see any exterior entrances, at least on this side of the building, other than the nave. And you know that the monastery faces the cliffs on the other side. So there's probably not, at least not another entrance that you would be aware of to get into the building. Now, of course, there's like stained glass windows in some areas and things like that. So you could definitely. Uh, break into any of, you know, some of the other uh, above ground areas of the monastery if you wanted to.
5: Um, You could get on the roof and you could drop down into
0: the middle of the, uh, you know, there's an open atrium you could drop down into. So, I mean, there's a lot of different, you would know that the, the open cloister is probably right in the middle. So you could get into there from the roof more than likely, but it might be a little... Difficult, you know, if you fell, it would be extremely painful, but
6: mm. I'd like to dress Gavius in the robes of this monk, <laughs> <laughs> lead the sisters in Gavius, and I just squirm in through the door.
0: Wait, wait, <laughs> oh. okay. uh, uh <laughs> wait for, give me a uh, give me a stealth roll.
1: Like, how we're all I just to... like thinking this through. He's like, F it, let's I, go. I want to go put <laughs>
0: Freaking uh,
1: explosives up on the roof, over top of them, and knock them I out myself, of the rafters. Wigbert has no time
6: for such They're
2: ideas. The is there, <laughs> <laughs> They're <laughs> always going to like throw a rock through one of the windows for a distraction. Wraith point these. Okay,
6: wraith point. <laughs> oh, I'm
0: not Wrath <laughs> it up. Okay, six, six successes. That's that's pretty good. Let's see. Uh. Oh, yeah so you you sneak in and as you sneak in and you get deeper into the nave you kind of you can actually hear these orcs and they're speaking in a very guttural low gothic and
3: they're saying ah boss livesstaber said we'd get us some crumping if we stayed here long enough but I don't see no hoomies coming here no more I can't think we can wait much longer I haven't crumped anybody in days except for you know, snotlings and the like and i gotta do some crumping they all they got is toys to crump here Sly stabber he's just he's working me to my last uh my last nib here right, we gotta get a proper scrum boys if we don't i don't somebody's gonna end up stabbing Sly stabber himself and then one of the other orcs says you can't talk about the boss that way he's got ears everywhere you think you could crump Sly stabber I don't care how bad you are as a commando, boy. You ain't gonna scrump, sly, stabber.
0: And then they start bickering back and forth.
6: I patiently wait in the shadows.
0: All right. You are in the shadows. They do not appear to have detected you at all. Those of us who are still outside uh, the monastery, what do you do? Behrich's climbing on the roof. All right. Give me... Are we
4: like dropping down or?
5: Beer doesn't give a shit what you're doing. Birk's going up on the
1: roof.
0: <laughs> Do you
4: have, going kind of...
5: Of...
0: Yeah. Do you have any that? kind of equipment or gear that is going to make this climb easier? Or are you just.
5: I have the on, on the side is watching over me. That is all the gear Oops. I need. Uh, uh,
0: difficulty five athletics test.
5: Okay. All right, maybe I need some more gear. We'll
0: see. <laughs> <laughs> We've
2: got some glory.
5: Uh, I will wraith it up, uh, <laughs> up. And I will spend a glory point as well. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure if we figured out how to do that, right?
0: Uh, you should be I don't to-
5: think so. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's odd. I, I'm going to have to roll like a sever on. Okay. Uh, yeah. so. Well I'm up to six successes. Oh, you got successes, you're okay. But I, I said I was wow. gonna spend it, so let, let me roll. It's only fair. I, I said I was okay. spending a glory, so all right, it's just a fail. Okay.
0: okay. So uh, you're so you guys see Birk, you know, he's finding these tiniest little finger holds and toe holds and using his lash around uh, statues, and he's pulled himself up the wall and disappears over the crest of the roof. Sister Neuro, Sister Celeste, Gavius. You've seen Birk scale the side of this monastery like a spider. You saw Wigbert disappear into the shadows inside. What are you going to do? Or what do you choose to do?
1: I'm going to stay put, watch from the door, out, and make sure nothing's coming up behind us as we as we as i sit and wait to see what happens between these two okay.
0: uh, uh, when, when an unstoppable
1: just, object hits an imposing force action jack the
0: interesting theory. uh give me a, just a difficulty 3 awareness test oh okay so you're looking out you're scanning you're scanning across the cliff tops you're seeing some of the scrub brush and for a moment You see, you're sure it's an orc with a big cigar, not lit in his, in his jaws, huge. One of the biggest orcs you've ever seen, but he's so quiet. He just pops his head to the side of the bush and he looks at you and he winks, and then he fades back into the shadows and disappears. Sisters, what are you doing?
4: Um, well, I have my clunky, large power armor, so I don't know if I'm going to attempt to climb the building, <laughs> but be tough. Celeste does, um, get out her last pistol and she's basically near the doors on hold, ready to kick it open and then shoot.
0: Okay. And Sister
2: uh, Sister Nura's got her, uh, bolt gun out at the ready, so we're all just kind of like
4: Waiting for the inside We're waiting,
1: We're waiting for the go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in slightly between them and behind them. <laughs> so brave, <laughs> so
0: brave.
1: <laughs> Just like you guys got this.
0: They're looking into the monastery, and you you've got your back to their back, and you're looking out. It's a it's a good triangle formation. You know, it's a, you guys are set. So, uh, Wigbert, what do you do?
6: Yeah, I'm waiting for the explosive as well. The beer okay. was talking about.
0: Okay. Uh, so, Birk, you get up, you're yeah. on the roof. It's a slate roof. Uh, it's at an angle. I mean, it's, but it's not, you're, uh, you've already done the hard part, across, getting yeah. across the walls. So you're able to navigate pretty well while you're so,
5: up here. So, Birk's, he, he disarmed those, those explosives on the staircase. Mm-hmm. And so he's got like whatever with him. And so, what, what I'm thinking is that if he can try to set them over top of wherever he had sensed these orcs and then, remove himself to a safe distance and then using his um, he's got a talent called signal booster I can try to maybe interact with them at a, at a distance and just get them to actually do what they were made to do which is to mm-hmm. actually explode so that, that was sort of my idea okay. uh, If that's I all like
0: right. it I love it uh, give me a difficulty 3 insight test to properly place them on the roof above where the roof is weak enough to be penetrated and above the orcs. Uh,
5: would tech make sense? Like Insights uh, Fellowship. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Tech's fine. Tech's, tech's okay.
5: Okay. All right. Difficulty three? Yeah. All right. Uh, that is six successes. Uh, with one shift. Um,
0: what would you and- I do with the shift?
5: I would like to improve the quality of okay. Uh, okay. the effect of you know the explosion
0: and whatnot. I love it. Okay, so you've got them placed. You pulled back. Um, let's go ahead and let's activate these. Um, so I don't. There's no real role necessary with this. I think your skill, your talent is is what it is. You set them beautifully. Uh, so. What you all hear are these this massive explosion on the roof, bringing the roof down. Um, now, the roof is, is higher than the rafters, so the explosion itself does not um, directly impact the orcs that are up there, but they all get hit by falling debris. There we I go. need them to make some agility tests uh, to see how they handle this. And I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult because they're getting hit with debris from above.
5: To carry forward the baseball metaphors, I'm trying to tee up Wigbert and Sister (laughs) (laughs) Nura and so.
0: Okay, okay, that's a fail. uh,
2: Successfully.
5: While Aaron's uh, rolling, thank you, uh, Bert. Steams still a murder for uh, for the raid. We uh, we're blowing up uh, uh, the roof of a monastery. Uh, on the heads of a like bunch of orcs here. that are not a fifty-three.
0: It's just supposed to be five, but still complications. So also a failure. And the last and half. on
2: top of Wigbert's head, maybe, but maybe he was in a corner. Maybe he's under pew. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Minor so what details. Happens is Wigbert, you're looking up and you see the roof just explode downwards. You hear this huge thump, and just a section of the roof comes falling down, and you hear oh boy! And then and the rafters, you see some of the beams in the rafters break, and you see four bodies and a bunch of debris from the roof fall from the rafters and strike the ground. Uh, And Let's let's see how they are set up. Um, however, they all hit with a meaty thump. and there's some busted bones. You see one's wait, you see one's got a rib sticking out. You see another hit so hard on his face that an eyeball popped out. Uh, the other two are, are clearly have broken bones, but the four of them struggle to their feet, slap one another on the back.
3: Oh, it's fun, boys. But somebody, somebody's trying to crump us. There's got to be humies around. Maybe some more monks to chew on. Let's get them, boys. And you see two of these beaten, bloody,
0: broken orbs are surging towards the double doors leading out. And then two are heading deeper into the nave. Wigbert, what do you do? You see these two broken orcs? They have not seen you. They are are now moving past your position and heading directly to the Devil Duel.
6: I'm going to follow close behind and get a strike off.
0: I like it. So this is an ambush. So what that means is you get plus two to your attack roll and you get plus two extra dice to the damage. But their defense is too, so that's your difficulty number.
6: So I'm attacking with my Death Cult Power Blades. And I have a talent Sorry about called. That.
0: E- I had a 120 pound dog knocking at my door.
6: <laughs> so I do have a talent called Eliminator. When I strike mm-hmm. from the shadows using Surprise, I can add my stealth score as ED.
0: Your your what is ED?
6: My stealth score.
0: Okay. um, So, what you need to do first then is roll your stealth. So, it's stealth score. It's on the left hand side of the combat tab. That's 11. Jesus. Okay. Oh my my gosh. Look at that. That's, he got freaking four sixes a five and two fours and only only one dice was not a success it's nuts okay so 11 plus the two wow. from the ambush so you get plus two to your attack and plus 13 extra dice uh on the strike on one of these um arc commandos i think he might be in trouble just maybe
6: maybe maybe
0: Okay, six. six successes, one possible shift. Um, you can either shift that to glory or for an, for more damage. I'll well, set to it to you. glory. I think that's a good idea. Okay, uh, roll damage and add in your 11. So if you, if you, you got, okay, uh, 22 damage, eight, two. Okay, so describe what it looks like when you utterly destroy
6: this orc from hiding. As the eruption comes apart, the roof collapses. He runs past me. I just slither behind him in his shadow without him knowing. Pop it with my death blade and just come to pieces. Okay. So the power blades cut through the back of this orc. And you literally, you, you go into
3: him
0: and you strike so deep and so fast that it bisects his body. And his legs, because orcs don't know when to die, continue to run forward a few steps as his torso just plops down on the ground. And he looks up at you with this completely confused look on his face.
3: No no more crumping for me. And he falls over. But his buddy
0: turns around with his big chopper and is going to take a swing at
3: you. Uh,
0: Now, I will say this. Yes, that you guys have the option to seize the initiative if you would like.
4: Yeah, that's. What I want to seize the initiative.
0: So you spend a point of glory, seize the initiative. Uh, you see, you see, you see all this happen. I mean, it's horrifying, but amazing at the same time. And you see this other orc turn. Uh, this one has two ribs sticking out of his sides, almost like additional small arms, from where he's completely fractured his rib cage. But he's turning with a large hatchet to swing at Wigbert.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot at him.
0: Difficulty two. If you don't move, you can take the aim action and you can click that aim box if you want, and that'll give you an extra die to your attack if you want.
4: Two oh. Uh, where is aim on here when I clicked on my lap oh there it is. Perfect. Alright, three uh, successes. Oh I don't you know hit. what it says DN4. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you could change the D in, in that. that. Um, should be able to roll damage
6: because though. you're feared. Still, it might oh, add one to the difficulty.
4: That would be it. Yeah. Okay. Um, um it says damage base is seven for this weapon.
0: I wonder why I didn't roll. Did
4: I clicked? I clicked the last pistol that I just dragged over.
0: Hmm. I'll look at that later. But yeah, so it's uh, base seven plus how many Ed.
4: Um. It says one ed.
0: Okay, so just roll a d six. One. Okay, so you did seven points of damage. So, the, uh, but it's enough. I mean, this horribly injured orc um, as he turns back to face Wigbert, you pull into the nave and fire at him. Uh, tell us, tell us how you take this orc out.
4: Uh, Sister Celeste has uh, knowledge of people's bodies, and she <laughs> knows where vital organs and such are. And she aims for the neck to get uh, the largest artery that she can, and it just unfortunately does explode uh, towards Wigbert, so he does get a splash of blood <laughs> all over him. <laughs> uh, but that's how she subdues this guy.
0: Um, and you do, and so he he drops this 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 laser burns through the back of his skull and, and burns even even through the thick skull of an orc head this laser burns a small hole out the front carterized right between his eyes and that's enough normally the laser might not be able to take out an orc but he does he stops for a second he looks at Wigbert he turns and he looks back at you no, no fair boom falls over But the two orcs that ran deeper into the nave stop and turn back, seeing what's just happened. One of them raises a slugga to fire at Sister Celeste. What is your defense? Uh,
4: My defense, one. One? Is that right? It could be. My psoriasis armor has a rating of 5.
0: That's your resilience. That'll go into your Got resilience. Okay, your yeah. defenses.
4: Then my defense is 1.
0: Okay. Oh, Wrath Critical. That's not good. Okay, so this... He pulls this slug up, one-handed, gangster-style, just boom and this large caseless round it's not it's not a bolt gun but it's a large caseless round coming at you um so let's roll some damage might not get through your resilience uh 11 points of damage so what's your resilience
4: my resilience is eight
0: that's eight okay so uh three points get through you will take three wounds but you can roll determination to shift those wounds to shock if you would prefer uh or depending on how many successes you get with your determination roll.
4: I don't cuz I have one shock already and my max shock is 4.
0: You should have 0 shock. You guys would have, you guys Oh no, you that's right. You got, got one feared. shock earlier. Sorry. Yep.
4: Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's up to you. You
4: can uh, take the wounds if you want.
0: Uh you can roll I'll determination
4: try to push some off.
0: Okay, oh. so, uh, so you've got two successes. So, um, you take one wound, okay, uh, and you've got three shock right now. Got it. But let's roll that wrath critical and see what happens. The attack sears into the foe, fusing flesh into a charred ruin. The assault wreaths the target in burning fury, making a smoldering mess of sinew and bone. Yikes! Oh no. Okay. You take uh, three wounds, uh, and you're you're on on fire. fire.
4: On fire.
0: You're on fire. So, this is going to be fun. We haven't had anybody on fire before, so let's let's look (laughs) up what it means to be on fire. I'm pretty sure it's bad.
4: Yeah, and the wound puts me at max... Wounds. Right
5: in the chat window, there's a you can click on where oh, yeah, it says on fire. one
4: d three nice. mortal wounds
5: mortal at the start so of each of your so, turns. So,
0: yeah, somebody should put her out of put her.
2: Uh, Stop drop and roll, Sister Celeste. Stop drop and roll.
5: Like, okay, Aaron's like somebody should put her out of her misery. misery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> Quick stab by Wigbert. She's
0: done. So you have zero wounds at the moment, or you've taken all of your wounds?
4: So with this crimson ash. Mm-hmm. Uh you said I take 3 Great or 4 wounds. wounds 3 wounds. You, you so take that three puts wounds. me at, at 4 wound 4 out of 4 wounds.
0: Okay, so you've got 0 remaining wounds. You've you've hit yes. your maximum wound threshold. Okay. So, um you're dying.
4: Yay. This is a
0: bummer. Uh but that means we get to roll on another interesting table. So let's pull up your memorable injury table. So we oh, go to gosh. the tables uh in the core rule book. Um like I you say so, well you're dying.
6: <laughs> it's just a,
0: so go to the memorable entries. I'll let you roll it. Uh it's in the tables of the core book. Core rule book.
1: If she dies, she turns to me uh, and goes, It should have been you.
0: Or you can just roll a D six <laughs> and I can tell you what it is. I yeah, mean, it's just a D six. So. I'll just do a D six.
4: Four
0: four um four you've got a broken jaw so i think what happens is the round comes through it cracks through your armor um and hits some of the electrical circuitry that you know gives you that servo strength in your power armor
3: mm-hmm.
0: catches the inside of your armor on fire and parts of your armor fragment up and shatter your jaw so you've got a broken jaw uh okay. you're un- you're you're dying you're not unconscious uh so you can crawl and things like that but What happens is every round, if you take additional damage, say from being on fire, you then get traumatic injuries. And if your traumatic injuries equal your rank and tier, I believe, uh, that's when you truly die. So it would definitely be in somebody's best interest to put uh, Sister Celeste out of fire before it gets around to the start of her next turn. You can yourself throw yourself prone on your turn and roll around and attempt to extinguish the fire. It's a difficulty 3 athletics test. If you succeed, you're no longer on fire, but that would be your turn and you take the damage at the beginning of your turn. So it's better yeah. if somebody puts you out before
2: that. Yeah. Okay. Sister Nura's is going to take care of Sister Celeste. Well,
0: let
1: me do it cuz you do... you do more damage to me. So let me do it. I'll I'll put her out while you're you're the
2: Sister you best battle.
0: succeed at this. Yeah. Well, it's back to your guys's turn. Uh, you've got the two orcs. Or one was standing there and shot. The other one is charging down the nave towards you, Sister Nura. What do you do? And so you're, Sister you're Nura, Nura looks at Gavius. Form. You're getting the you're getting the bird's eye view of this entire battle. And it's a thing. I'm so proud.
2: <laughs> Sister Nura is going to trust Gavius. Um, it's kind of like the oh, I'll roll leadership when it's my turn, and then not rolling leadership when it's his turn. So, hopefully, this time he will actually uh, put Sister Celeste out. Uh, I'll this roll
1: time. fire blanket on my turn, I promise.
2: <laughs> okay. You
5: should roll leadership on the fire. You go out right now to talk talking. You guys, well, this Bobby is what you want me to himself. do. You've been telling me to do <laughs> this. To roll leadership. It's not listening to me. It's like it's got a mind of its own. <laughs> I'm all
1: mixed up. <laughs> okay, so
2: I am going to. So, would I be able to um, shoot the bolt gun and aim, or am I going to have to move in order to not take kind of like a range? Um,
0: no, you're 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 within your range. Uh, okay. You're within medium range of of these two works. so you can definitely take the aim action if you want. Um, now, the question is, do you want to shoot at the one who just shot Sister Celeste, or do you want of to shoot at the one that's charging down the nave towards probably Gavius in a minute?
2: Vengeance will be mine.
0: I love it. Sister of Battle.
2: Uh, vengeance might be mine after a reroll. My God. <laughs> Currently, Vengeance is not do you, mine. Do
0: you have Wrath left? I, I would definitely I do. use some Wrath. That's a terrible roll.
2: I know one success for one success. Uh, everyone. Nice. Let's try this again. Seven successes.
0: That's much better. Much better. And you did get a possible one possible shift. shift, so you can That's use that for extra damage if you want uh, or whatever. You yes. Um, you definitely hit. Uh, let's let's roll some damage.
2: All right. Roll damage. Wait. Why did that only roll? Okay. Because it's so, got a base damage.
0: She... And then yeah. Um. So, yeah, so ex- describe what it looks like when you exact your re- your holy revenge against this uh, Xeno scum.
2: You, and so she is just kind of looking at Sister Celeste, just sort of shocked that she just sort of, like, burst into flames and then looks back at Gavius and is a little bit uh, hopeful and worried about what's going to happen with that. And so she basically just says, you... This is. This will. This will. No. This will not. This will not pass. You have done enough here. This will come to an end. Then she just fires her bolt gun and uh, destroys this work.
0: Exactly. And 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 these bolt. They're 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 rockets basically. And this 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 explosive rocket round strikes it dead center in the chest. And it looks down and it tries to reach its clawed fingers in right before the bolt explodes. And then you hear this thump and then just gore flies everywhere. And his arms just fall off to the side as his torso explodes. And his head kind of rolls down the nave. And it looks like he's still trying to talk to you. But without lungs, it's not very effective until his eyes finally roll back up in his head because orcs don't know when to die. But <laughs> that brings us around to the other orc who is now charging down towards Sister Celeste and Gavius unless somebody wants to seize the initiative, but the you know Celeste is Gavius, so
6: yeah, seize in the initiative.
0: Okay. So spend a point of glory, I'll take care of it for you. Um and you get to go. What do you want to do?
1: So he's coming for us. So it's either put out the flames or defend myself.
0: Well, you don't know. He may not stop at you, but yes. So basically at the end of this, at the end of your action, then the orc is going to go, and then Sister Celeste is going to take a D3 mortal wound. So yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll use
1: my I'll use my turn to to put
0: her out. Um, okay. I don't know if there's uh, anything else I can do after that. Uh, DN3 athletics test. The oh, Sister boy. Nura
2: notice your hesitation and thought before
0: you... Uh... <laughs> Somebody's going to get the Emperor's Mercy here in a second. <laughs>
5: upper, upper right-hand corner, Sister Nura will remember this. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Hold
1: on, that would have been bad, though, because I only have I only have two athletics. So yeah, I would have failed is. that either way, no matter but, what.
0: It's, it wouldn't be good. But what I'm going to do for you here is because she would be trying to help you um I'm gonna I'm gonna reduce the DN on that uh and it's gonna take Celeste's next action. So her her basically she's taking the total defense kind of action. she's gonna use she's going to assist you in putting the fire out because she, when you're dying, you're not unconscious. you can take a simple combat action, you can withdraw, you can do a simple movement action. so I'm gonna let her use her next turn to aid you in putting her fire out and you're able to put the fire out.
1: Okay. All right. Bring no, this back. Yeah, there's nothing else I can do, right? Okay.
0: You could do a multi-action where you do multiple actions, but that increases the difficulty of each action by two, which right, means so just, you would not have successfully put the fire up, yeah. even with her aid. Um so you feel you hear this orc coming running down at you. Uh, and then you feel this crushing weight as its boot strikes you on the back, pushing you down into Celeste's body as you're patting the fire out, using you as a vault to launch himself at Sister Nora, who he considers to be the only worthy Humi here to fight. Because orcs like a challenge. And so, Sister Nora, you see this flying orc coming at you with a big choppa in its hand, and he's screaming.
3: Whoa! Thank you, Humi, for the fight.
0: And he swings. What's your defense? Uh three. Okay, okay. Let's see how this goes. Five successes and a possible shift. So we're gonna we're gonna roll some damage. He's gonna take that shift as extra damage.
2: Sister Nura turns up her nose at this.
0: Alright, no doubt. Pretty resilient. Twelve damage. What's your resilience? Ten. Ten. So you take two wounds, or you can roll determination and try to soak that into shock.
2: I'm rolling determination. Two successes.
0: Two successes. Okay, so, uh, three successes. Um, so you you're able to take that all as shock.
2: Okay, sorry. That was if three you, shock. Three shock. Three shock.
0: Okay, that works. Half uh, what, what was full your, what was on your shock. resilience? What was your resilience? Ten. again? Ten. Two shock. You only took two shock. Two shock. You only took two. Would have taken two damage. Sorry, you got three nice. successes, but you so you were able to mitigate both wounds to shock.
2: Yeah, and um, and like it's just like flying through the air and like you know all like talking smack and everything, and and she just sort of stands ready with the gun, and kind of just steps a little bit to the side, <laughs> basically.
0: And as it's flying by, almost in slow motion, it turns his head and gives you the most curious look, like, humies aren't supposed to get out of the way of an orc. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes clattering on the ground. It skids, it lands and skids on its feet because it doesn't go prone. Uh, if you'd gotten uh, if if you'd gotten a, a, a wrath critical, I'd have let it gone prone. but um or if he got a wrath uh, uh, failure, I'd, I'd let him go prone. But he just slides past you, um, having just shocked your system. So basically, your system goes into overload. To get out of that way, and that kind of just... is The adrenaline spike shocks you up. That brings okay. us back uh, to the start of the round. Sister Celeste is not on fire, uh, but she's dying. Uh, Sister Nura is, is standing tall. Wigbert has completely bisected one. Gavius saves Sister Celeste's life with her aid. Birk's on top of the cathedral. There is one orc left who wants to go.
2: I mean, Sister Nura's, like, right here, if that's okay. She can just sort of, like, hold the bolt gun out. (laughs) I guess he's kind of right there and continue to avenge the uh, awfulness done upon her fellow sister. Oh, I didn't aim that time.
0: Uh, It's still enough. They've got pretty low defense, so...
2: Uh, it's only two successes though so i'm gonna need to i can spend a
0: you know i mean their their defense glory oh okay yeah so you hit
2: okay it's not giving me the option to roll damage though because it i didn't change the uh,
0: target the damage there? on the bulk 10 10 what's the ed on it one so just roll 1d6 six more damage. Okay, so uh you do 12 points of damage uh to this already horribly injured orc. So describe how the second uh horrible death happens to your bolt gun. Your
2: whole life. So I'm kind of imagining that she'd kind of like stepped out of the way, but, you know, there was kind of the whole kind of shock to, you know, kind of her, which sort of kind of spun her a little bit. um But to his dismay, I'm sure landed her exactly where she's just kind of straight targeting, right where he sort of landed. Um And I'd like to imagine that she almost like takes a step forward. So she is just like, there is no way that she is possibly missing this and it's just sort of that um you know kind of shooting daggers so to speak kind of with the eyes as she just doesn't even say anything and just sort of shakes her head and just kind of lets go with the bolt gun
0: that's that's exactly so he skids you kind of turn and you take a one step forward and you push your bolt gun right into his open mouth as he's getting ready to scream war at you you give him that look his eyes go wide And he kind of gives you a half smile as you blow his head into a fine mist of greenish-gray blood. At that, Brother Ricard, the monk, pulls himself through the door, covered in blood from the weeping building. Holds his finger up and gives you that frightened look that says, Shh! without making a noise and that's where we're going to stop for tonight as we've made our entrance into the silent monastery of saint hefestium and we've run across some orcs uh, and celeste is dying orcs are the best uh there's <laughs> definitely going to be some healing needed here uh to get sister celeste back on her feet sadly she's your best healer but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes um so please, once again, join us in two more weeks as we dive deeper into the vow of silence adventure of the litanies uh, of the lost. And we see how our team of um, troubleshooters handle uh, an orc invasion of a monastery and see if they can root out the traitors within the monastery while dealing with the orcs and find the thigh bone of St. Hephaestion and try to stay alive. Um, that's all I've got for tonight, uh, Jeff. I'm turning it back over to you, sir. All right. Uh,
5: what else we got? So, well, you want you want you want to plug some stuff from Garblek? What you got going on next oh, week?
0: Absolutely. Thanks for reminding me. So next week. Um, if you want to check out uh, Garblag Games on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Millie will be back running her longstanding uh, Free League Coriolis game. Her, her campaign's been going on forever. It's fantastic. A lot of fun. Uh, then on Wednesday, uh, I'll be jumping in the narrator's seat, and uh, we'll be running, continuing our Marvel Multiverse Cataclysm of Kang adventure. We're... Uh, Took a couple weeks off for the holidays, but we're going to be back for the rank two adventure, The Friendly Neighborhood. So uh, we'll see how our British superhero team of Operation Pendragon handle 2023 after having come from 1943. Uh, And then on Thursday, you can join uh, the great Garblag himself. Pete is going to be running his uh, own game, uh, Heroic Deeds. It's kind of an old school feel with some modern mechanics. Uh, As he runs a group of players through uh, the Red Hand of Doom, classic adventure.
5: Fantastic. Uh, As for us, tomorrow's our next game. Come hang out. A bunch of us here are going to be playing some Call of Cthulhu. Uh, We are continuing our Eternal Lies campaign uh, that we had started up earlier in the month. Uh, So come hang out. Uh, We're in Savannah in the 1930s. It's a lot of fun. Uh, on Monday, we are back to Fragged Empire. If you want to see more space sci-fi shenanigans, uh, that's, uh, that's Monday. Tuesday, uh, you can see Aaron, myself, and Melissa as we are playing through a Marvel Multiverse role-playing game, doing our X-Men-themed campaign, School's Out. Uh, and then next Thursday, we'll be back to Werewolf the Apocalypse. Uh, and that's what we got going on. Uh, so thanks for having to hang out tonight. Thanks to Steam Still Murder for the raid. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and pay that forward. We're gonna raid our buddies over at the Defenders of Cobalt, who are running through some Anvea right now. So follow the raid. Uh, go check us out on YouTube, Adventures in Lollygagging. Otherwise, have a great rest of your night. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Good
6: night. Bye.
4: Bye.